Hey there, I'm Matt. I'm Jesse. And I'm Ivana. And we're a full-time RV family. A couple years ago, we sold everything and moved our family of three into an RV. And that's been one of the best decisions we've ever made. However, it did come with a very steep learning curve. So we're here to share our stories, tips, and tricks for living life on the road. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the black tank. Ew, Daddy! This is Recreational Variables. Why, it's a happy road that I'm Traveling on, I just can't help myself. You got me singing out a happy song since your sun came shining. I know it won't be long until your happy road is taking me home. How are you? Good. It's been a while. Yeah, we've been on break. I don't know if we would consider this the kickoff to our like season two. Or yeah, we'll, we'll we'll call it season two. Yeah, Why we've not? been gone for like a month. Yeah. Yeah, but, we got sick, and I think that was our downfall. Yeah, we had we had well, we got sick right before moving, so we had, and we'll we'll talk about this, you know, maybe in a separate episode. But we uh, we had some things we had to take care of on our truck. Meanwhile, getting ready to move up, like not just a little move, we were moving from Arizona up to Washington, Washington State, state, and so we had a bit of a trek ahead of us and we were also um going to be moving very often because our plan was to boondock and stay in as many free places as possible which was very successful uh, and we will talk about yes we'll talk about that um in another episode haha <laughs> stay ah, tuned <laughs> a lot of great things coming up coming this up. season yes, season this two season of... two is gonna be what what do the kids say now poppin I have no idea. I don't hang poppin'. around kids. Season two is going to be poppin'. I don't like kids. I sound so stupid saying that. You do. And so, kids, you sound stupid when you say poppin'. <laughs> you know? Poppin' uh, fresh. So, we got crazy busy, and then we started moving. We didn't really have internet. Um, and then we arrived in our Washington destination, and it's been a little bit... It's taken us about a month to get settled. Yeah. Have we been here a month already? Yes. It's going to be... Um, no, a month ago today weeks. we le- a month ago today we left. We left, but right. we have it took us a week to get here. So, okay. luckily we have cl- my family close by. We can go use their technology and different things. So, their internet. I don't know why I called it technology. The internet. <laughs> you are dating yourself. Let's, Let's spin the wheel. Let's see what we're talking okay, about today okay. and just move on with this. Yeah. All right, here we go. The technologies. Okay. <laughs> technologies is not our topic. No, 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 no. To it was, it was a space on the wheel. It almost landed on technologies, actually. Oh, it was close. I know. I know. I mean, I was ready for that. What are we talking about, Jess? Uh, myths about full time RV life. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I likes. And I yeah. say that every time. And I said that last time, too, because yeah. I say it every time. At least I'm consistent. That's your, ta- that's like your catchphrase. I uh, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is your catchphrase. Come to think of it, like you—that's your catchphrase. I, do, I I don't like it, but I do, I don't well, like it that you, I say I like it. You like, I like it. I, <laughs> I like. And this is in no particular order. These are some that we had myths about. These are some that people have mm-hmm. talked to us about. But we're just going to either confirm them, debunk them, or you know, some, or celebrate them. Some of them come with <laughs> some of them come with uh, like caveats. Like mm. yes, it could be this, but. 
there is an alternative, you know? So, and that brings to the number one myth about RV life is that it costs a lot of money. Does it cost a lot of money? Yes. It does. And no. Oh, do tell. It could go either way, really. Where it ends up costing people a lot of money can usually be, uh, you know, a new new rigs are insanely expensive, in my opinion. Even Compared used to, rigs are. Even used rigs can be. It depends. Right now, depends the market, mm -hmm. as we are currently recording this in 2023, the market for used RVs is not as hot as it was. And so prices are coming down. So let's say we, we have a rig. Okay. We don't need to buy a rig. We have it. Does this cost a lot of money? Well, I think if you, the type of RV park you decide to stay at is going to make a difference. Where you want to be during the winter or summer can make a difference. The hot winter destinations like Florida and Arizona can tend to be expensive in the winter, um, but there are some that are less. Like we found one that was very affordable last winter, but it was not near a major city. So we have, if we wanted right. to go to like a major grocery store, it we was need 40 miles away. Yeah. We had to drive across state lines. That's right. To get to the grocery store. Yeah. We were near the California border. I forgot about that. But yeah. So it really depends. Or there are people who have gotten really good at boondocking or like what we tend to do is we stay in places for multiple months, a month or more at a time, because that will save you a ton in mm -hmm. expenses. Mm -hmm. That, that is true. And I, I guess one way we looked at it as far as the cost of everything, is this going to be cheaper or more expensive, was we were looking at our mortgage. Mm -hmm. um, when we lived in a house, we were looking at our payments that we had and what we owned, what we didn't own. And we really brought that into uh, consideration as far as will we own these things in RV, will we have to spend this much. And the truth is there's only been a couple times, I believe, where we've paid more than our, park rent than we did in our mortgage and it wasn't by much and no. to be fair our mortgage was very 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 low we got a great smoking deal yeah so we had a very low mortgage um to begin with so it's kind of our like personal challenge to keep to keep our park rent under our mortgage and i think we're very successful yeah most of that. the time we've been able to do that even at, at some of the more expensive parks that we stayed at but usually we can find a place that's two-thirds sometimes a half even we found some even that were just a couple hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. just it just depends you gotta you gotta look around and um and also you know it just depends what kind of amenities you expect to have how close to big towns you want to be what the weather's going to be like when you're there because of course you know if, if you're choosing to winter in a place that gets like real winter weather then that lot rent is going to be cheaper most likely i don't know if we really debunked that but we also confirmed it so be careful cannot confirm nor deny oh you are a politician yeah all right number two every day is like a vacation and yeah. why why do we say this because it's amazing the people that we talk to and, yeah and we, we let them know like hey you know yeah well you know i can't really do that because i live in an rv full-time rv you know travel around and Oh, that's so amazing. I would yeah. love to do that. It's like, I know you would. Now, let, uh, let me preface this by saying we love this lifestyle. Absolutely. I love it. It is a lot different than somebody's 
highlight reel that you see on Instagram or Facebook. Yes, there are some amazing things about this about this lifestyle. There are some days that feel like a vacation. It's still real life. The first few months for us were really, really rough. That's very common uh, to go into it thinking it's going to be like a vacation. And then you kind of get hit with reality of, for a lot of people, I think they don't realize the adjustments they're going to have to make living in a smaller space, uh, the, the way they interact with their family. For some people, it's a net positive to be in a smaller space. And for some families, it doesn't work for them. It's not so much a vacation. I mean, granted, I think if maybe if you were retired, retired, I, yeah, that it, it could be a little more vacation like, but, but, but it's you're still, still gonna can, have to. There's work, but it's it's work to keep up your social life mm-hmm. um, while on the road and maintain and, your RV and your vehicle, and you know, you, there's always the black tank. Y'all, I mean. That never goes away. Smells never go away. Um, <laughs> critters never go away. Yeah, there's there's different things. But some people find joy in that, and that's that's great. But the the truth of the matter is, when you full time RV, no, it is not a vacation every day. Right. However, when you're driving down the road, and you see a spectacular view, and you're tired, you're driving forever. The kids are upset. They got to pee. No nowhere to pull off. But but you see this amazing view. It makes it all worth it, mm-hmm. you know, or your campsite by the river makes it all worth it. Right. And let's say you, you most likely if you're full-time RVing um, and you got a family, you're working on the road, you're working remotely. You do have those opportunities to set up the computer or set up your, your workspace with an amazing view. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I remember looking over canyons in Kanab. I remember looking over water in, in Montana and, and, you know, yeah. a, a, other places we, we've stayed at which not everybody gets those those views but you yeah. do have to put yourself in a mindset of i still have responsibilities yeah um i still have to bring in the money yeah i still have to take care of my family yeah and it at first for us yes because we we had just sold our house right we had a very good stockpile of, of money did. allowed ourselves to be on vacation i'd say for yeah. the first year almost you know where I'm not saying we didn't work because we did. Right, but, but we did, we didn't have to work as much because right. we had a bit of a, a nest egg. Yes, that is true. And so it, you got to be careful because that will catch up with you very soon. Yes. Um, I do not regret living in an RV. This is fun. Times are difficult. Um, you experience difficulties that you wouldn't experience on vacation. So no, this is not a vacation. Another myth is you'll never feel stable. How do we conquer that? The question is like, what do you do about um, your like your main residence, getting mail and packages, um, voting uh, for kids? It would be you know maybe school or um, different things. And yes, if you if you are constantly moving and never um, networking with people, I think you might feel really unstable. But the the great thing about the RV community is there's the opportunity to network with a lot of people and chances are you're going to like see see some people in multiple locations and you can stay in touch with them and you can sometimes you can caravan with them or travel with them make plans to be in the same place at the same time Um, for us the way that we stay stable is uh, we snowbird we like to spend a lot of the winter in Arizona because we have family a lot of family there and then we like to spend a lot of the summer in the Northwest because we have family there. 
and then we do our traveling in the bits in between. But that allows us and our daughter some stability as far as, you know, we're always going to be seeing family. It gives us ample time with both sides of the family that actually in a brick and mortar, we weren't getting that kind of time. We might just come visit for a couple weeks. We see family more now that they were on the road. Yes. Than we did when we were even miles. Yeah. And that, and yeah, that's, we which make, is weird. Yeah. We make it a priority. And then also for us, um, we have started looking into when, wherever we're at, we look at the churches there. And so, you know, if we find a church that we like, that's in an area we're going to be for a while, we'll start attending the church and, um, you know, there's some stability there for us. So, and I think a, a, another key thing with with being stable, we've all experienced this thing where we go on a long work trip, or we are on vacation for a couple of weeks, and you're living out of a suitcase, and yeah. that can feel very unstable. Even though you're with your family, you feel very unstable. Yes. However, if you're full time RVing, the beautiful thing is you have the opportunity to make your rig home, mm -hmm. and you decorate it the way you want to decorate it. You take aspects from maybe if you sold your house, aspects from your home that you're familiar with, and you incorporate that into your RV so that there's a familiar place. And I think that really helps kids too. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, and and your pets and everything like that. Yeah. But if there's a sense of familiar when you're traveling, the yes. beautiful thing is you're in a different location with the same home, right? And so that can bring you comfort and stability and yes. confidence. To, to go out and um, yeah, just enjoy your time. I hate living out of a suitcase. I You know, I love vacations. I hate living out of a suitcase. So that's one thing I really love is the ability to go to sleep in my same bed and wake up in a different location. Um, like it's pretty amazing when it's when you can do that. It's it's almost like a like a mind trip, like it messes with you a little bit, but in a good way, I and would say. I, I think the first few times that we moved when we first started, yes. it was really trippy. Yes, um, yes. And it was exciting. That kind of rolls into the next myth. Your kids won't socialize. That has not been our experience. Maybe now, we're blessed with a, <laughs> a very yeah. social kid. I don't know. but She is very social, but also um, you have to put some effort into it and i would say we knew less about our neighbors when we lived in a suburban neighborhood than um than we know about our neighbors at every different rv park that we're in we've made friends as adults she's made friends as kids um and like we said because we tend to stay a month or more in places she gets to spend some time with those kids if you know some there's some that are there long term some that come and go but um, she's had lots of, lots of people to play with. And then also because of the family aspect, she sees cousins and extended family as well. And she stays in contact with, yeah. with, with some of these kids. And then another great example, two years ago, um, when we were up here in Washington, there were girls next door, next door neighbors from your parents' house. Yes. And we show up this year. She hasn't seen them in I don't know how long. And uh, the girls, yeah, you know, they, they've obviously grown up too, but they're like best buds now. Yeah. They are inseparable, which is really irritating, yet very <laughs> delightful all at the same time. Um, but it's it's so cool that she doesn't skip a beat. I don't believe socializing is going to be an issue with your kids while RVing unless you, the parent, do not allow them to socialize. Yeah. Unless you are so freaked out, unless you're introverted and you're not willing to go out and 
talk to the parents either or say hi or just be neighborly. That's the way the kids are going to socialize. And that's going to help develop their insight to other cultures, to problem solving, which our daughter experienced um, a few months ago as as well. So um, I think RVing has been amazing. Yeah. And, and we have some, you know, safety ground rules because, you know, yeah, it can, it can, at first you can be like, well, this is like, you're meeting these new people. They're essentially strangers everywhere you go. But we have set ground rules where, you know, especially at a new, uh, a new location, she doesn't go anywhere beyond where we could see her when, like, if, if she's outside, she's not beyond our line of sight. And depending on the RV park, we set those boundaries and also she's not to go inside anybody's camper and if she's going to go on someone's campsite like let's say someone with kids and they want to play on the campsite that's fine with permission um and so and then we always communicate with the parents as well and a lot and we, we will in, exchange phone numbers yeah and, and we and, invite kids and, to come play on our campsite too and and we don't allow we don't allow kids in our camper for the same reason we just it's a safety thing. I think, you know, out of sight, out of mind is not good when it comes to mm-hmm. your kids when dealing with RV parks and stuff. And so, there, you know, there's things you can do to be more safe. We also, we've sent her with walkie talkies before so that we can get a hold of her easily. And it's, it's worked out, you know, your kids will socialize. Just don't, yeah. don't, don't be afraid like, of that. Yeah. Um, let kids be kids. Basically. Let's talk about RVs. All right. Cause one myth people have are like, ah, you don't want to get that rundown ratty piece of junk. You want something new. Well, you don't want the rundown ratty piece of junk. Nay, nay. But do you want something new? Maybe. Maybe, but there are pros and cons to brand new RVs. Um, some of the pros are, yeah, nobody's... <laughs> they're brand new. <laughs> yeah, they're brand new. Nobody's touched it. They're going to be under warranty, most likely. Um but the cons there are going to be your price. If nobody's lived in it yet, you are the one that's working out all the kinks and bugs. So some of the things that we've talked to people about that have had new rigs, uh, the slides have broken mm-hmm. within, well, we're talking all within the first six months. Slides yeah. broken, roof is cracked. Um, Seals, things aren't sealed, so they're getting leaks and water damage and mold. My parents, for example, just bought their rig. They just went on their inaugural, in fact, they're still on their inaugural trip trip yeah. um but they have run into electric uh, problems yeah uh, electric problems with the radio uh some of the lights are out on their uh running lights up top their table broke um a valance fell a valance fell yeah window covering from the from their bedroom uh yeah. so they put up the fancy orange Arizona spring training towel yeah. in there, which which is fantastic. And then uh, because a lot of these rigs are just like cars are more electric. Everything's like electrified. It's it's not manual, computer based. I, I guess I, I should say they have a touchscreen control mm-hmm. thing. And uh, my parents wake up in the morning and it just says fault, and they mm-hmm. had no no way of um, figuring that thing out. Luckily through some troubleshooting and through some help, but they, they had to contact roadside service, you know, mm-hmm. um, to, to help them out with that. Luckily, you know, they, these things can all be worked out, but they are the kinks. They are the things that, that you got to rattle on out. Not saying that used ones are yeah. any better because you're always going to have problems. There are going to be problems. However, a lot of those major things have been you worked, know, worked out. out. Um, for example, oh no, we uh, there were people we were staying next to. They had a brand new rig and they were cruising down um, 
Oh yeah, and heading down, and their their tanks dropped. Their out. tanks fell out. Yeah, their their holding tanks literally dropped out from yep. uh, underneath the rig. And the very first neighbors we had when we started RVing had a brand new from the factory rig, and they had mold problems. Yes, and it was 2020, so they were having a hard time getting the manufacturer to do the work in time and the clock was ticking on their warranty it, it was a real pain for them and so yes we've had issues with ours but they've been pretty minor by comparison and the other thing is they're you know i'm sure there's arguments against this but there seems to be a pretty good consensus that you want to get a rig that was made pre-covid um, because after covid there was a boom in rv sales and so they just started slapping the RVs together. And they also, these mo more recent rigs, they've been really focusing on weight and making them as light as possible. And so for full-time RV living, as light as possible might not be what you want for longevity. So it really depends. If you're only gonna live in it for a year, maybe that'll work for you. New RVs, not necessarily better. The final one, you have to be retired. Is that a myth? It is a myth because- I, I believe so, yeah. You know, of course. The boom in remote work has changed, kind of changed the game as far as that. You know, it's funny because we still would get asked quite often if we're retired. We get some funny looks sometimes. Like, I think they think maybe we are independently wealthy and retired early or I something. I mean, I know I look it with my basketball shorts and flannels. Yeah. I know I look it. <laughs> I play the part. Well, it's like the millionaire next door. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of funny. So then, no, we, we explain that we're... We're freelance and we homeschool and all that. And um, But even another family had asked us if we were retired because at that RV park that we stayed at for a lot of the winter, um, and, and this is see, another myth buster of the retirement thing, there were a lot of families and just younger people in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, they were all working for the same electric company that was hired to put in a huge amount of power lines. Power poles between Tonopah, Arizona and uh, Blythe, California. Yeah. And so it was a job that was lasting for several years. So a lot of them were not from the area, especially, you know, it's not a highly populated area. So they took RVs and they would, they stayed full time at the RV park. And so for some of them, their families joined them to do that. And so we got asked a lot if we worked for the power company, which we didn't. And then the next question was, so are you retired? Um, so yeah, no, you don't have to be retired. <laughs> I And I, years ago, I believe that that was the case. Yeah. Um, because technology wasn't there to work remotely. Right. Uh, the opportunity uh, with your employer wasn't there. I've seen also some creative things that people have done rather than working remotely they might um, get themselves certified as like an RV tech and they would just wherever they're staying, they go offer their RV mobile repair services or RV inspection services. And they just, wherever they are, that's where they offer their service. And or on, on the, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, or if you're a mechanic, you can, you know, yep. possibly do some stuff. You got to be careful about the licensing for things i know there's people that do like hair and nails and stuff and you've got to figure out the licensing for all that but there are also like non non-online things that you can do whilst rving some other things we've done too reselling through marketplace offer up things like that we've done that to make some 
some money on the side. We haven't done this because our only vehicle is our truck, so it would not make sense financially. But people that have a more economical vehicle that comes with them, they would do DoorDash or some kind of, you know, delivery service. And they just, again, you just do it in the area that you're in when you're there. And there you go. I think it's lovely. We don't need to be retired. You don't. The pressure's off. You don't, do do we want to talk about the other myth that got mentioned? What's the other myth? Thought there would be more banjos. Hollywood really puts a spin on people that RV, and um, it is. Well, I'm just going to say it. It's hillbilly. You know, I mean they right. they have this this perception. The stereotypical thing is you know the the rednecks living in all these trailers and RVs and stuff like that. And it's all going to be run down and whatever, which, yeah, nothing wrong with Hillbilly either. But there are some parks that we've been to where they have what they call full timers, which are residents. Okay. Yeah. A lot of those places, um, they are lived in and they get run down. Yes. Most of the time, I want to say those are by people that that they need help. They need caretaking right. help and, and stuff like that where it's hard to upkeep. We've all seen those houses in neighborhoods. Right. The lawn is overgrown. Things yeah. are falling apart. Okay, people need help out there. And I believe that's where that misconception comes from. But I'm telling you, majority of the people that we've come across, it is amazing the amount of money that's in there. Yeah. Um, these are not hillbillies. These are just, these are CEOs that, that are retired. Um, these are, these are people that, um, you know, are, are families working on the road. They're, they're busting their butt. They're great citizens. They're great people. And that's the thing. Every, every park you go to, you automatically have something in common with everybody there. Mm-hmm. Whether, because, whether they're full-time or not. Too. Or just vacationing because you've towed or you pulled or whatever your home with you. Yeah. And you enjoy this lifestyle of adventure and, yeah. and just meeting new people. And so that gives you a common bond. Um, it's not all banjos out there. <laughs> no. And it's, you know what? Not... If the banjos are your people, then more power to you anyway. So, yeah. You nothing know, wrong it, with the banjo. Steve Martin of, plays banjo. A lot of it just, it depends on kind of um, like the park management and rules and, and what, how, what kind of enforcement they have for like the upkeep of your spot. And we've been in places that are very, very strict and places that had very few rules. And, you know, we've kind of seen the gamut, but it's really never been much of a problem anywhere, you know, and again, like we've, we've met some incredible people in all walks of life doing this. And so, yeah, this, uh, a misconception about trailer parks or what have you, like, no, it's, you know, people are in different situations, but it's not like what you see on TV. Well, this is a good kickoff. Season yeah. two went a l- little bit longer, but you know, th- these are things that, that come up and yeah. we want to uh, talk about them. We appreciate you guys listening. We are going to keep doing episodes every Friday. Yeah. Yes, we took a little hiatus, but new episodes every Friday. Check out our website, recvariables.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and comments. Let us know what you want to hear about. We'll see you next time. Oh, yes, your happy road is taking me.